up. What's wrong with you? Tonsillitis? Appendicitis. Yes! <laughs> Nobody's died of tonsillitis around here for a while. Appendicitis. Nothing to worry about. Scalpel? What if the joint were in somebody else's hand? Like your surgeon, your lawyer, or your local policeman? Would you still say marijuana is harmless? Oh, no. No. Let's see if I can still make a straight line. <laughs> judgmental you know but this is sick it's sick and wrong <laughs> listen living listening to synchronon sick and wrong yes you're listening to synchronon the sick and wrong the world source for anti-social commentary god what a bunch of scumbags Good evening, welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, Steve Simon. I'm Harrison. Happy New Year there, Harrison. Yeah. You sound real happy. What's happy about it? Yeah, no, I was Nothing. about to say. Is this, is this an unhappier year than the year before? No, it's a pretty fucking low bar last year, you know? <laughs> like some really terrible shit would have to happen. I was about you to know? say, I mean, it's yeah. like... I'm just how- sick, I'm just sick, you know? How could this year yeah. be any worse than last year? It can't be. I mean, it's... I, it could be. But, but yeah. to be honest, it's like, when everyone's like, oh, you know, I'm just done with 2017. I need this year done, and I'll move on to the next year. It's like, dude, your life's going to suck next year, too. Yeah. All right? Ta- it's not the year. Yeah. It's you. Time is essentially relative and meaningless. It's a human construct. Exactly. So, it doesn't matter. It's no. like, your life is always going to suck. Yeah. Unless you like win the lottery or start shooting heroin or something. Right. Um, so this is the first episode of 2018. Number one. The Yay. first episode. Yay. Episode 616. Don't, if I cough, don't cut it out. All right? <laughs> don't leave, it, you, leave you, it in as a posterity for when I'm dead, when they hear me, when I die. What do you have? Like cholera or something? I, I have scrofula. <laughs> scrofula. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> Did you catch that from like a trans hooker or something? Um, I caught it from a, a, a trans Dracula. It's, you know what you caught that from? Sharing fleshlights. Yeah. That's what happened to you. Oh, yeah. Get to that yeah. in a second. Uh, 50 episodes away from episode 666. Okay. Do you know, it's funny because I didn't even think about that until Ryan Keeley bought this up on New Year's. I was at her house for New Year party and she's like, yeah, you're almost at episode 666. And I was like, are we? And I was like, man, fuck. Yeah. Like less than a year away from that. Jesus Christ. We're going to have to do something very special yeah. for that. Right. 666. Well, I don't know what we're going to do. Maybe like resurrect Anton LaVey's ghost or something. Kidnap a Jenner kid. Yeah. You know, something. <laughs> something interesting. Anyway, it's good to be back on the horse. Done with all that holiday tomfoolery. Thankfully, I'm not back on the horse. Actually, well, you know what? I wish I was back on the fucking horse. You'd probably be happy. Yeah, I would be. Yeah. Um, what a waste of time, the fucking holidays. Yeah. No, I, I, was, I was in New England. It was cold. Uh, it was brutal. Fucking, I just, I yeah. hate it. Yeah. You have to deal with your family. I don't even have to deal with my fa- I have to deal with my girlfriend's family. Yeah. And I have no choice. Like, there's no choice. It's not yeah. like I can be like, well, this year, let's just spend Christmas with each other. It's like, no. I have nothing to do on Christmas. I'm yeah. Jewish. My family, my parents are dead. It's not yeah. like you have to go spend any time with them. It's like, I'm just obligated to go down to San Diego yeah. and spend a long weekend with her family. And the, the the worst part about that is uh, it's your time off of work. Yeah. And you're using it to do, essentially it's a form of work. 
It is work. Yeah. It's, not, it's not like I'm you like can't having relax fun on your days off. Yeah, you got to. I mean, what the one cool thing about her family is that they're big drinkers. So yeah. They drink a lot. So that right. so that's cool and I can drink a lot, but it's like at the same time you have to be around like her entire like her, her aunts, uncles, grandparents. I mean, it's like yeah, it's it's a thing. It's like work. Yeah. Oh god. The one thing I do love about the the week after all of it though after New Year's after all that is just watching like seeing the Christmas tree corpses. Okay. I love that. Like you walk down the sidewalk and it's just like a bunch of Christmas trees just wrapped up in like black garbage bags. I I always think about that girl that you went on the Tinder date with that never takes her Christmas tree, <laughs> never takes her Christmas decorations down. I was, you know, it's always funny. reminded of her. It's funny you're saying that. We're yeah. talking about shaved ice cream. Yeah. At work. Right. You do a shaved ice cream. This. We've been through this. Yeah. yeah. So this place in Koreatown, they have shaved ice cream. It's like, I guess, Koreans like it or something. Sure. But that particular girl I met on Tinder. They also like Jesus, apparently. Yeah, I found you know? that really odd. All There's a the lot of right big here. mega Korean yeah. churches here. They're nuts I, for it. But when did they get Christ? I thought they were Buddhists or something. Uh, I don't know. Missionaries, you know, MASH was a TV show. Fucking Christians. Bunch of dude. stuff happened. Fucking Christians. Gotta go travel like all over the world to get people on the Jesus train. You know, I saw that Martin Scorsese movie, Silence, about the missionaries in Japan. <laughs> Why? And, it, and I was watching it and I was like, it was, it was well done. But it was like Andrew Garfield was the star and he was amazing. And I'm like, He's wow. really good. Andrew yeah. Garfield, the Spider-Man. He, yeah, the terrible Spider-Man. He was wow. great. Huh. He was great. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah. I do love Scorsese. Yeah. But anyway, we're talking about shaved ice cream. And I was, I was mentioning that, and I was like, yeah, you know, it's kind of funny. I went on this Tinder date with a girl to mm. this ice cream place. She didn't want to go to the bar. She wanted to go to this ice cream place. I'm like, all right, fuck it. Who cares? I go and meet her. She's actually kind of cute. Looked yeah. like her picture. She was pretty cool. And so then afterwards, we, you know, we're, we're done with our ice cream. I'm like, you want to go to the bar? She's like, well, you want to just come over to my place and have a drink? And I was like, all right. That I thought she like, didn't drink. No, she she was like, come over. and She had like oh, wine. Okay, and okay. I, I don't know if she was like a big drinker, but she okay. like had wine. So we ended up going back to her place. And yeah, dude, I mean, this is like, and this, are, this is like in April. Yeah. The whole place is all Christmas out. Yeah. Christmas trees everywhere. It was, it was as if it was like December 21st. Hmm. I couldn't believe it. I'm like looking around, I'm like, this is weird. You still have a Christmas tree up. And she's like, yeah, don't, don't be freaked out about that. It's just, I love Christmas. It makes me happy. So I don't really want to. Was it a fake it tree down. or a real tree? Uh, I think it was like a silver tree. Okay. okay. So it was one of those yeah, fake ones. Okay. But I mean, she just had like yeah. the whole place. Was, I mean, doesn't the it get depressing to not take it down because you're like, oh, I'm, I'm because you're a crazy disturbed. person. Yeah. Because you're a psycho. Right. As soon as I sat down, I'm like, because yeah. I already don't like Christmas as it is. Yeah. I I like Christmas even less when it's April. Yeah. You know, because at least in December, it's like, yeah, fuck, it's Christmas. Obviously, yeah. everywhere you're gonna go be, you're gonna go walk around, you're gonna see Christmas yeah. decorations. In April, I'm not expecting to see Christmas decorations. Yeah. And so I was just like on edge the whole time thinking I'm probably never going to leave this house alive. Yeah. You're going to end up, you're going to end up in a sinister Mr. Boogie kill film. Yeah. Or, so, or something yeah. like, I don't know. Something Captain Howdy's going to come out of the back room. Right. But so I was telling this to this girl, these two girls I work with and one girl's like, are you weirded out by Christmas decorations? I'm like, no, I, I'm fine with them. I just think it's a little weird to have them in April. She's like, well, I don't usually take mine down until March. And I'm like, that's weird. Yeah. And she's like, I don't think it's weird. And the other girl was just like, it's kind of weird. What, a roommate or something? 
No, it's like two girls I work with. And there's one was saying oh. that she keeps her decorations up to oh, March. Oh, oh, okay. And so she thought I was being weird for thinking oh. it was weird to keep your decorations up to April. That's really, yeah. The, yeah. the whole thing is fucking weird. I'm just glad to see the Christmas trees wrapped in garbage bags, discarded like a fucking aborted fetus on the side of the road. They don't even give a shit about it anymore. Yeah. This thing they had in their house for like a month. Anyway. Who cares now? Now we can just go and buy legal weed because yeah. we live in California. How do you feel about that? Um, I don't care. It doesn't but does affect it make you, me in but, any does way. Does it make you proud to be a Californian that you can actually go and buy weed if you wanted to? No. You don't give a shit. I don't care. Well, you don't smoke weed. I don't smoke weed. It doesn't matter to me. And first of all, it shouldn't matter to anybody because you, it was so easy to get before. Who gives a fuck? You right. know? Where's your drug user solidarity here? Jesus. You sound like you're you know a what? fucking Trump supporter. Whatever, you guys. <laughs> you know? I just think it's really funny because it's like people are like, oh, weed's legal here now. I'm going to go smoke blunts yeah. and blunts. It's like, mm. no, you're not. It's the same fucking you, thing. Why don't you it go write 420 with a big marker on something? How about, how about that? You know? Leave me we, alone. I was thinking about this the other day. What did you, do you, have you ever heard the term dro? D-R-O? Dro? No. no. A lot mean? of rappers use this word. It's like, yeah, I got some dro, smoking dro. Never knew anything about that. Oh. I looked it up. I looked it up today. Dro means hydroponically grow marijuana. Oh. Dro. See, I would have guessed uh, Dracula bro. <laughs> Dracula bro? Yeah, yeah. The pop <laughs> collar, you know? Uh, you know those guys. Well, th- you know, I was thinking about this today because it's like, I'm so out of touch uh-huh. being an old you mm. and also like just i don't you know i'm not really in tune with pot culture sure i smoke a little weed here and there but it's like you know i'm not in college i'm not fucking smoking a joint mm. for the first time you know how like that when, when you first smoke that your first joint or you get your first pipe you're yeah. all about like pot culture yeah i think it's funny when it's like you still see people our age that are that into pot culture yes there are they exist but there's a lot of terms now like dro i never heard about that what about dabs that's what the kids say these yeah, days. I'm, I'm smoking familiar, the dabs. I'm familiar with dabs. Have you ever smoked a dab? No, but I, I could tell you from experience that anything you need a blowtorch to smoke, like you, you're going down a wrong road. Well, I find you know? it really funny that you hear a lot of uh, like a lot of people and you know on uh, like Trump supporters and fucking Republicans and conservatives, <laughs> Jeff Sessions, people like that are freaking out. They're like, oh, it's gonna dumbing down a society and people can't learn whether I'm marijuana and marijuana is just so evil and all this. It's like, yeah, you're talking about joints. You don't even know what dabs are. Yeah. Like dabs are like basically marijuana crack. Yeah. Like they've cooked it up into be like some kind of wax form and you got to use a blowtorch to fucking smoke that shit in a glass pipe. It's marijuana crack. Okay. You know, they don't even know about that. No. Like if they knew about that, they would be freaking out. Yeah, they're just talking about joints, but yeah, the kids today there's so there's so many so many different terms for it. I mean, back back when uh, like back in the '90s, we used to smoke. I used to love using the term grass because that's what my mom said. Right, my mom'd be like, "Oh, Jeffrey's smoking grass again." I know he's smoking grass, and I just thought it was funny because it's like grass, like really. But they, you know, everyone used to say that back in the day. What'd your mom call it? I don't think she called it anything. She calls it marijuana. Um, I think now that she smokes it, or that I, you know, uh, that I'm aware of, but your she mom calls smokes it pot. marijuana. She calls it pot. Yeah. When did your yeah. mom start smoking weed? 
Um, when she retired, did she get like a? She, no, she, she used to. She used to back in the day. You know, I guess. Um, but when she retired, she's just like, I don't care. So she just smokes weed and drinks wine. Wow, is she like really into pop culture? She had like black no, posters and no, all that beanbag no. chairs. Not only she's so not into like <laughs> a she, lava lamp. She had some that she couldn't find, and she called me, and she's like, "Oh my god, did you take my pot?" And I'm like, "Did I take your what now? What? <laughs> what?" Uh, and she's like, "Yeah, I smoked pot. Wait, did you take it?" And I'm like, "No, I can't smoke. Po- you know, I can't smoke pot. Why would I take it? You know?" And she's like, "Oh my god, if the police have it, because they arrest me." And I'm like, are you insane? How does she get it? Does she have a card? Probably one of her friends, you know. Wow, it's, it's kind of like uh, bad that, influences. It's like you know? that show Weeds, right? It was uh, it's like one woman, one retired mom on the block ends up getting weed and supplying all her uh, the other suburban moms, right? So yeah, um, I used to be a big fan of saying smoking trees. I remember I went to New York. Everyone used that. Yeah, you smoke some trees. Did you ever do that? You ever say that? Why would I have ever said that? Didn't you smoke trees back in, in the nineties? In high 90s? school, yeah, they all said nobody trees. called it that then. I, I, well, did, I, I don't who, remember. Did Wu Tang say trees? Is that Wu-Tang why that became popular? Said trees, yeah. Or smoke some herb? I used to yeah. say that a lot. Yeah, Brooklyn um, folk, I think. But when when I was in Bay City, Michigan, though, mm-hmm. we just called it like we could mostly just called it weed. Yeah, and it weed. was just Bay City ditch weed. Okay. Is all we could ever get. Yeah. Like that shit was just brown and kind of shitty. And I usually just bought it in joint form. You know? But but that's what's kind of funny. It's like I always kind of. Where you just buy the jazz cigarettes direct, directly? The jazz. No, that's usually what it was. It was like uh, you'd work with somebody. So I worked with this guy at Little Caesars and he'd always just have like a cigarette case just full of joints. He'd do two for five. So I never bought bags when I first started, it was always just joints. So I'd buy, like, give him 10 bucks and I get four joints. And that was more than enough for a night. Okay. When you're that, you know, I didn't really get into it. I didn't graduate to bag buying until probably my junior year of high school. You know, you buying, s- like, an eighth. You sound like you're a fucking World War II vet or something. You Dude, know? But, you're like, oh, we used to get four joints for $10. But and seriously, they, though, it is <laughs> kind of... But we of- didn't call them joints. We called them jindos. <laughs> and, and they only sold them in Chinatown. Now, when you were in Chinatown, you had to wear a really silly hat. That's what you sound like. Well, it's funny that okay. you mentioned that because I found yeah. a Time Magazine article from 1943 about marijuana. It was like their first full article about marijuana. And I was thinking, like, this is what those guys said then. I'm kind of of the generation of like weed smokers in like the early 90s. And we're like also like this antiquated notion of marijuana. Like, you know, we'd smoke our trees in yeah. a J and a joint. It's like, I don't even know what the kids say now. They're dabs and they're 420 and all their other kind of pot speak. I don't even know what they say now. I don't, I don't think, I think most kids don't smoke pot is actually what's going on. No, the fuck, kids. Dude, all the kids smoke weed these days. They all do. They all like listen to their trap music and all this. Trap music is only about weed. I think kids are pretty square these days, dude. I think some kids smoke weed, but I think less people percentage wise. I don't know. I think a lot. I was talking to my girlfriend. She's in high school. Yeah. Like in 2000, she graduated like in late 2000s or not late 2000s, like 2008, 2009. She said everybody smoked weed. It wasn't even a thing. It's just everybody did. When I was in high school, not that many people smoked weed. All right. You know, but I, I don't know about I don't know about kids now. Maybe uh, maybe we can have some people calling. They're too in. busy with their YouTube channels and their fucking you know 
finding dead bodies in uh, Japanese forests. Anyway, I read this article, 1943, Time Magazine, full article about marijuana. Mm. And it's funny hearing the language that they use to describe it. I'm going to have you read it, though, because you can do it in the voice. Because this is probably what the the, the news reporters at the time sounded like reading reading an expert from this. Let me get my Robert Evans reading glasses on here. Um, In most U.S. cities, the marijuana salesman peddles his cigarettes to known clients in public places. He is known to his clients as a pusher. Can you play some music behind this or something when you put it in the thing? You know, like like film strip kind of thing. Some like yeah, yeah, nineteen forties film strip music. His clients are known as vipers. Etiquette between pushers and vipers is necessarily delicate. When he wants to buy, the viper sidles up to the pusher and inquires, Are you sticking? Or are you laying down the hustle? If the answer is affirmative, the viper says, Give me an ace. Meaning one reefer. One reefer. One reefer. (laughs) A deuce, meaning two, or a deck, meaning a large indeterminate number. The viper then quietly blast the weed or smoke. Two or three long puffs usually suffice after a while to produce a light jag. The smoker is then said to be high or floating. When he has smoked a reefer down to a half-inch butt, he carefully conserves it in an empty matchbox. In this condition, it is known in Mexican as a chichara, or in English as a roach. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you sidle up to a pusher and be like, yeah. are you laying down the hustle? Yeah. You should try that out. Oh, yeah, next time I'm in <laughs> MacArthur Park buying heroin. Trying to go buy heroin. Yeah. Like, Excuse me, uh, Mr. Viper. I'm a viper. Are you laying on the hustle? <coughs> I, do, I do like that term for drug user, viper. Right. That's kind of cool. They should bring that back. But yeah, every generation has its own weed jargon. Yeah. So it's one of those things. I think it's a, ge- a drug that will just go for generations. Yes, it is. I mean, each generation has their new drugs. But, uh, you know, like there's new drugs now that we didn't do back in the 90s. But weed's just one of those, like, you know, it's always going to be there. Yeah. It's always going to be that uh, that stepping stone. Sure. You know, that gateway drug. Anyway, people here in California, a lot of people have been kind of freaking out about this. Because this week, on Monday, this past Monday, uh, we celebrated its first day of legal marijuana sales. So I was wondering, I'm like, how is this going to change things? You might have. I didn't. Well, I was wondering. Because I'm like, you know, what, what's going to happen now? Because I go... You know, I go to the same dispensary I usually go to. It's down the street. I have my mm. card that I got, which actually just expired. Okay. So I'm kind of like, what do, do I need to go get a new card now? Or can I just go there? Like, how does it work? Turns out, you can't just go there. All right. You can't just go to any dispensary and get oh. in without a card. Only certain dispensaries are allowed to actually sell recreational marijuana. Huh. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. And then, to throw a fucking whole wrench in this thing, Attorney General Jeff Sessions... Little fucking troll, yeah, whatever he's, that. He's he no- looks like a little creature. He's a gnome. He is don't, like an evil gnome. Don't though. misgender. He's a dark elf. Him. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Um, he announced he was a drow. Res- a drow. A drow. A drow. Is it drow? It's a drow. It's drow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's some fucking yeah. term. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the virgins out there know that term. Yeah, drow. yeah, they know. They're familiar. Um, they played the campaigns with the fucking giant spiders underground. They know. So the drow, Attorney General Jeff Sessions, announced he was rescinding a series of Department of Justice memos, mm. including the 2013 Cole Memorandum that Obama put in place. Mm. Um, 
which basically outlined a uh, what a state needed to do if it wanted to legalize pot. So specifically, in order to avoid the DA from busting it on large state-licensed producer cannabis, the state would need to implement strong and effective regulatory and enforcement systems. So what he's trying to do now is he's putting this, he's putting this to effect that the, that the federal government can now crack down on dispensaries. It's no longer a state-mandated uh, drug. Right. Which is kind of counter to what they're whole to what trump campaigned on isn't trump trump like trying to reduce the power of the federal government no they only do that when it suits their purposes exactly they don't believe in yeah yeah exactly anyway california has never you know tried to uh, implement an effective regulatory enforcement system on weed They've never done you that. You just said that they only certain places can sell it recreationally. Well, yeah, but the thing there's is... Some, somebody's coming up with a system. There's some kind of system. Well, there's a system they're putting in place now that yeah. I'll get to. But, I mean, we've had... The whole marijuana economy here has just been so messy and confusing that the state never really did anything about it. Okay. And the federal government, I don't even know how you'd prosecute it. I know right. they sometimes do raids. Right. And shut the place down, but then the place opens up again like a week later. I, I welcome this because then maybe like the IRS will have... Like prohibition agents again, yeah. Because then you could then you could be joined, become a prohibition agent, and then just get payoffs like up the wazoo. You know? Oh, yeah. I wonder if they, I wonder if they'll pay you off in like yeah, uh, yeah. in a weed. You know? Because who cares? You just take pay the you money. off in some purple yeah. oil. Um, but yeah, for the past twenty one years, weed's kind of been legal, and then not quite illegal in California. Purple Urkel? Purple Urkel, man. You it sounds like shit? Jaleel White's penis is what that actually <laughs> sounds like. Dude, that shit will yeah. get you high. All right. Um, so Proposition 215 passed in 1996, and that's when you were allowed to go up to one of those like dubious doctors on the Venice Beach boardwalk yeah. and get your little pot card. Dr. Man Bun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Man Bun. That started in 96. And then I think in, like, it was last year. Voters passed Prop 64, which legalized recreational use. Okay. So weed's always kind of been attainable here, somewhat legally, yeah. perhaps illegally. So, and that's the thing. You could open up a dispensary. Occasionally you get raided. Occasionally, or, or in other times, you'd be fine. Right. Um, but now, with this whole, uh, you know, with, the, with weed being legal now, but then Sessions eliminating the Cole Memorandum, I don't know what's going to happen. Hmm. You know, a lot of people here aren't even bothered by it. Like, uh, I know uh, a friend of mine owns a dispensary. He's like, I don't give a shit. Nothing's going to happen. They're yeah. never going to come down on us. Yeah. He's like, for them to crack down on like 3,000 different dispensaries here, it's just going to take too long. Yeah. And the government's like so slow moving as it is. Yeah. I couldn't see this any, any, anything really happening. But there's a lot of questions. So what does legal weed mean in California now? So can anyone over 21 just walk into any marijuana dispensary and buy pot? And that's what I was wondering. Um, so as of this week, there are only 113 storefront marijuana dispensaries with full permission from the state to conduct legal adult use sales. Okay. So that's an estimated total of 3,000 pot shops in this whole state. Only 113 can sell recreationally. Oh. I mean, that's the thing. It takes a couple of years like to be like Colorado. I mean, how long has it been legal in Denver? Like two years now? Something like that. Yeah. So there are not yet legal shops in the cities of LA and San Francisco, though that might change in the next few weeks. For now, if you find yourself in LA, you can actually buy it in West Hollywood, but you can't buy it over here. Huh. So there's a couple, there's a couple of dispensaries in West Hollywood that people are lining up to go buy this, uh, buy weed from. 
Okay. But you can't do that here. If you're an SF, you can get it in Berkeley and in Oakland. Hmm. So that's, that's interesting there. Uh, where's it okay for you to smoke? Can you smoke in the streets? You can't. You can't just go outside and smoke. Okay. Uh, for now, you're only limited to using cannabis on private property where the owner's okay with it. All right. So in your own house. But even you can't even smoke. You're not even supposed to smoke in an apartment. Right. Especially if your landlord complains, you can still get busted. Uh, but they said by the end of the year, there's going to be legal lounges in cities like West Hollywood, Palm Springs, and San Francisco. So I'm wondering if that's going to be more like uh, Amsterdam, it's like coffee shops. That's what it sounds like. <clears throat> which would be pretty kick-ass. Yeah. I've always wanted to open up one of those. I should look into it. What's stopping you, you know? Yeah, maybe. You know, I was at a, a couple of years ago when I was in Amsterdam hanging out with Richard Onions. We went to the coffee shop that I went to back in like 2000. That was blown away by because mm. they got like, you know, like six different kinds of weed. Those coffee shops in Amsterdam pale in comparison to what we can get here. Okay. Like you go to the dispensary I go to, they got like a hundred different kinds of weed you could buy of varying yeah. potencies, hmm. you know, and edibles. So it's like, yeah, Amsterdam coffee shops are cool, but they're not like this. Okay. We got to do everything big in, in the States, you know? Uh, how much I mean, we cost? have way, you know, it's the same with soda. You yeah. Know? So we you go to a store. Yeah, you go into a store in England, it's like there's maybe like five different sodas you can get. You go into a fucking 7 Eleven, there's like fucking 300 different sodas you can drink. Foreign people say the same thing about chips, like potato chips. Yeah. Like you go into a place, it's like, you know, you usually have like 10 different options. Here, yeah. it's like, what do we have a fucking row? Yeah. Like 50 feet of fucking different kinds of potato chips? Yeah. Liquid yeah. nitrogen Cheetos, flaming Cheetos, everything. So All they say, the how much will the weed cost? Is it going to change the price? Mm -hmm. So considering the added taxes, legal weed currently costs about as much as an illegal eighth on the East Coast. Okay. So about 50 to $60. Prices will probably go down over the course of the next year, though. So I'm, I'm wondering about that. Like if I, so if I, have a, if I have a card, if I could still go get it tax-free... Oh, that's interesting. Well, if the state was smart, they'd 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 really up the the you the know standards. No, up the standards on getting a card. Like you got to be dying, asshole. You know, because now they they can they get taxes on it. But that's brilliant. kind of that's kind of what that, what's happening yeah. now. Uh. So if so, you're basically moving, you're going to end up having to pay more for marijuana because you guys voted a certain way. Exactly. And that's what's happening. Or I'm going to end up just getting it illegally from like uh, the guy I used to buy it from. Did anyone vote correctly, you know, ever? It's a symbolic the couple years there, brah. All right. So if you live in California, do you still need to renew your medical recommendation? And so I have my med card that I've been using for the past few years because I have night terrors. That's what I said to the guy. I was like, oh. I have night terrors. Yeah. So that's why I smoke uh, Indica. But anyway, I've been I thought going. It, I, thought it, I thought it was because you, you're not that into Peter Frampton. <laughs> I thought that's why you got the card. Peter Frampton gives me the night terrors. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Don't play any songs. Don't even remind me of him. <laughs> um, so if you live near a shop that has a, a license for adult use sales, you won't need to go back to one of the pot recommending doctors because you could just go to one of those adult use cannabis stores. Although the taxes will be around 40%. Yeah, so right now I get I'll go get an eighth of green crack. Yeah. For around I think it's forty dollars for an yeah. eighth of green crack. So if I want to go get you know an eighth of green crack legally mm. as a recreational user, I'm probably gonna have to spend now about what, like sixty bucks? Yeah. Almost sixty dollars. That's an extra twenty bucks. 
You know what? I'm changing my whole tune on this. I like all this. This is all great. As someone who subsists mostly on, on you know, various services of the state of California, um, I'm all for this. Yeah, you're probably yeah. get more money now. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I love it. Uh, being, a, being a medical marijuana patient, though, will allow you to get out of some of those taxes and possess more pot and buy stronger edibles. Because they're going to be restricting that, too. Oh, yeah, that's what you need. You need them stronger because they're real weak now. But the problem, here's the rub on this, although. You'll need a state medical marijuana ID card in addition to the doctor's recommendation. So up until now, you've just been able to go pay 30 bucks to some stoner in a fucking, you know, with a man bun. Yeah. Wearing, like, surgical scrubs. You know, Dr. 420 over there. But now you're going to have to get a medical marijuana ID card. That's going to set you back, like, 100 bucks. Okay. You got to go find it and you got to go to like a county medical service program to get it. And not everyone can just go in and get it. You actually have to be vetted by a real doctor. Extreme vetting. Extreme vetting is going to take place. Yeah. So put it, put it this way. We're going to be spending more for our marijuana. Okay. Uh, they say, is the weed going to be less potent? It's going to be exactly the same. Um, what kind of things can get, you, can get you in trouble? Lighting up in public, yeah. which... I don't think people care I've about that now, I've seen people though. do it all the time. All the time. Shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, driving while high. Driving right. even after you've used cannabis any time in the past few days. That's how bad the science is for testing for marijuana in someone's system. So even driving or driving with a half-smoked joint or an unsealed jar of weed anywhere in their car, you can still get busted for carrying Within it. the next few years, they're going to have technology to actually instantly test whether you're high at that moment. There's, there's a few products that have been almost used by law enforcement yeah I think there's a, a Canadian companies coming out with one but can yeah. they can they find one for cocaine do they have one for cocaine no do you think they're gonna make one for that no too? I don't god I hope not yeah hope they're, not, not. they're not gonna make no um, any 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 cop worth his salt should be able to tell you're on cocaine anyway you know I think most cops can tell if you're so, high too yeah um, growing or selling or manufacturing any kind of cannabis product without a local and state license, you'll get busted. If you sell to anyone under 21, uh, growing, uh, growing more than six plants at home, you'll get busted for that too. Mm. So I thought you could grow up to 12. Nope. Six. Okay. That's, that's the, that's the law now. Huh. And that's the thing in any, and you know, will there be a disproportionate disproportionate amount of, of, of lower income people arrested? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure, isn't that how it happens? Pretty much. You know? Um, the Private overall prisons, number of arrests and tickets for pot-related activity will go down, but the racial breakdown will probably be even worse. Hmm. You know? So, and people of all races will continue to break the law in California, and people of color will continue to be more likely to be arrested. I think it's like, I don't think that's really going to make much of a difference. Yeah. But I do wonder, you know, it kind of... Hmm. You know what's, what's interesting about all this? Is that this is all allowed the um, all this marijuana legalization has allowed the uh, Mexican cartel to focus on their their core competency, which is heroin. Yeah, that exactly. And, that's what people say. And you know, overdose everybody. Well, I'm, what I'm wondering about is now that weed's going to be more expensive, it's going to be more difficult to go get your card because mm. it's been so easy for the past few years. I wonder if we're going to go back into like getting drug dealers again, like black market again, like we used to. Uh, that'll be funny. Or weed delivery sales like they used to have in New York City. Right, yeah. I used to love that. I'll do that. I would totally do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if No, it, I mean, I'll work as one. 
Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember those guys used to just ride bikes around with a backpack just full of weed? Oh, yeah. Or sometimes no, some I, had weed, mushrooms, yeah. and ecstasy. Yeah, no, the ones in, in college, he sold Coke, he sold everything. God, that's, yeah. those, those are the days. It was days. great, yeah. Those are the days. Yeah. But yeah, now it's like you can get other drugs delivered, but you can't get marijuana delivered unless you're ordering from a dispensary. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, I've, I, you know, people always say like, you know, kids today, they don't have to go deal with like finding porn in a brown paper bag in the woods or they have to go to, you know, to Dave's house and have to sit there and listen to his stories about living with his mom in order to get like that eighth of marijuana. Right. It's like, I wonder if that's good. We're going to go back to those days. I don't know. I, I didn't mind it. I hope you're ready to listen to some demo tapes. <laughs> you know? Demo tapes of Dave's band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is a drum solo. This is a drum solo I do. Check it out. Check it out. <laughs> you laying down the hustle, Dave? Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. On a, on a, on a bright note, though, because we're ending this, this, uh, this topic here, Mike Tyson is building a cannabis resort, though, out in the desert. Oh, good. In California City, which is only... I don't know, what, like an hour away from here? Yeah. He has two business part partners, and they're building a massive cannabis resort. It's called the Tyson Ranch. Okay. It'll dedicate half of its land to cultivation facilities where professional growers can research and grow new strains. Mm. I can't wait to get the Mike, Mike Tyson punch-out strain. Yeah. Isn't that going to be great? Just one hit, you're yeah. out. Yeah. Just out. I don't, just, I don't think he has that license anymore, but sure. Let's go with that. <laughs> we'll have to see. Yeah. People, this is the uh, first episode of 2018, episode 616, 616. We're 50 episodes away from the evil episode of Sick and Wrong. Mm -hmm. See what happens then. We got news coming up next, and uh, we have phone calls after that. But first, here's a word about our Patreon page. Do you need more Sick and Wrong in your life? Do you need one more news story to make you feel normal are three phone calls barely enough to feed the raging beast of desire well then it's time for you to get the help you need and become a sick and wrong patron sign up at patreon.com slash sick and wrong and you'll have access to exclusive patreon only content such as news stories extra phone calls and much much more become a patron today and help us make a better sick and wrong for tomorrow that's patreon.com slash sick and wrong. So the first story we have here for 2018, the first story uh, came in from Anthony. Hmm. He says, hey guys, this is cheaper than an abortion. Believe me. I'm sure uh, Anthony has probably uh, paid for several abortions in his time. Yeah. So he knows this. It's $400. Um, this is one of my favorite type of sick and wrong stories. Okay. I love stories where these creative, like creative boyfriends come up with just like the most bizarre method to uh, get rid of an, a, an unwanted fetus. Okay. You know, to abort an unwanted fetus. So when they, when their, their partner does not want to get rid of the baby, but they want to get rid of the baby, mm. they start becoming creative. Okay. And sometimes it might just be like, I'm going to hire some dudes to go, you know, assault her in the middle of the street. Yeah. Or other times it's like, yeah, I'm going to like do something really bizarre, like put like cow abortion pills in her fucking milkshakes. Okay. You know, and things like that. Well, this one kind of goes towards the ladder there. This yeah. is definitely pretty bizarre. Why do you, let me ask you something. Why would you want a cow to have an abortion? 
If you have, um, wouldn't you want another cow? Wouldn't it make no, more sense? Some, to... Sometimes they can. I guess they could tell if the if the the fetus is going to be is positioned a certain way that's going to oh, kill the cow. I see. So I they like it abort it makes for some reason. But yeah. they. But I remember as a while ago, some dairy farmer in Wyoming like knocked up this chick, and he was like trying to get her to have an abortion. She wanted to keep the baby, so mm. he just started giving her a milkshake every morning until eventually she just like her body just you know injected the fetus. Huh. Wow. And then the doctor ended up being like, wow, you have this like crazy, a crazy amount of animal protein in your system. And I don't yeah. understand how. Right. And then they figured it out and the guy got charged. But I was like, that is a creative fellow. Yeah. You know, I think this guy kind of falls into this category, though. Man rigged front door to try to electrocute his pregnant wife. Oh. And then also, and this just shows some confidence. He prematurely changed his relationship status on Facebook to widowed. Oh man! Even before it See, happened, that'll, yeah, that'll do it. Before it happened, okay, yeah. this guy had some. He had the confidence of a James Bond villain. This guy. Did he manage to kill the Roadrunner though? <laughs> like, how did that? How did that work out for him? It reminds me of like yeah. Bugs Bunny with Yosemite Sam or yeah. something. Also, you know? Home Alone. I think yeah, he did, actually, that, in did, he alone. did that in Home Alone. He either did the the electricity on the doorknob or the the hot doorknob. Oh, the hot uh, that burns. Yeah, yeah the hot yeah. doorknob. So a Florida man, of course Florida, is facing charges after he allegedly attempted to electrocute his estranged pregnant wife by rigging up a car battery charger to the front door of their Palm Coast home. Uh, Deputy said that 32-year-old Michael Scott Wilson tried to kill his wife, 29-year-old Ashley Lauren Wilson, by attaching an electrical device to the deadbolt lock and the handle of the front door. Uh, if the accused wife had inserted her house key into the lock and then grabbed the handle... An electrical circuit would have been creative, created, sending a jolt of electricity through her arm, chest, and heart. Okay. You know... I wonder if that would have actually worked. I doubt it. Yeah. Considering what he used to do this. But at the same time, I wouldn't even know how to do that. Could you do yeah. something like that? I, there's got to be a video on YouTube. You can, you know? Yeah, maybe. I just, I, I don't know. A I Home just, Alone fan film or something you could watch. I just don't think I have the out. aptitude to be, you know, that resourceful to do that. Like, I'm like, this is like MacGyver. It sounds like a fun project. Sometimes I get behind fun projects, you know? Yeah, maybe you could figure I it out. I get into it. So it all came to light, though, and, uh, when the woman who was visiting her family in uh, Knoxville, Tennessee, told her stepfather uh, that her husband had warned her not to let children touch the front door. What? First of all, <laughs> all right, that's ridiculous. Also, why would children touch the front door? Well, I think why would that happen? I think he was saying to the wife, "It's like, hey, baby, just make the kids go in the back door." But you, you're totally cool. The oh, front they door have is kids fine for you. They have kids. Yeah, already. they have kids. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought just like random children don't <laughs> just have them trick or treaters. Yeah, they love yeah. touching the door. <laughs> they always touching the doorknob, and they love it. I think he was just like, "Hey, yeah. hey, baby." You're yeah. totally cool. The front door. Yeah. I'm doing this thing with this front door. You know, it's like it's an adults only front door. Just have the kids go in the back door. Okay. And then she was like, "That's odd." And so she told her stepdad, and her stepdad was like, "Okay, that's really weird." That guy's really dumb. He's an idiot. Or he must have just had everything work out in his life prior to that. Because what if you can't do a thing like that where you're like, I want to poison this person, but I better be careful not to poison this person. You're always going to poison the wrong person. <laughs> it's always. all or nothing when it comes to these type of schemes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. This guy you will just always poison idiot. the wrong person. And then you're like, no, and it's raining and you're sad. And this is even weirder. So the stepfather became suspicious and they went to examine the home with his wife. Mm. They called authorities after they found the word hi 
and a drawing of two eyes in lipstick on the backsliding door. What does that mean? What does that mean? I have no idea. So in the on the back door where the kids are supposed to come into the house, yeah. there's a drawing of two eyes in lipstick. Kids, this is your mother now. <laughs> this, uh, this lipstick drawing is, is now your mother from now on. You will address her as mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is that? So the investigators <laughs> ended up showing up at the house uh, and... Uh, they ended up kicking in the front door, producing a large spark. Mm. Inside, the deputies found an elaborate rigging that included two chairs, a child's high chair, a shower rod, mm. blue tape, electrical cords, wiring, and a car, car battery charger. Huh. Just like Rube Goldbergian device yeah. that this guy had rigged up here. Here to, comes the mouse to trap. To his wife. Yeah. <laughs> it just, it sounds like an Acme product. Yeah, it does. Yeah. You know, I mean... This guy probably got a had did, found out about this on YouTube because how else would you come up with that? Meth, yeah, maybe, yeah, probably I've a lot it. of meth. I've seen it happen. Um, Sheriff Rick Staley says this is one of the most bizarre domestic violence cases he has ever seen. He goes, not only did this man plan to electrocute his wife, but he could have injured a deputy or any person attempting to enter the residence. Uh, by the time deputies discovered the booby trap door, Michael Wilson left the scene with a firearm that he stole from the stepfather. Uh, they noted that on Wednesday, Wilson had changed his relationship status on Facebook to widowed. So, so it, it is. He, he has, has a stepfather? Well, that's the guy who figured it all out. Oh, oh, right. Okay. It's, it's her stepfather. Her stepfather. Yeah. Okay. So what I was saying mm. before, he has the confidence of a Bond villain. Instead of like watching it all go down to mm. make sure she's actually dead. Yeah. He's just like, oh, things will run its course. I'm mm. going to go in the other room and right. just kind of make sure things are happening and keep on with my master plan. Yeah. It's like, no, dumbass. It doesn't work out that way. Fucking Blofeld. Jesus Christ. Um, he was found in Knoxville, Tennessee and was taken to custody. He's charged with two counts of attempted aggravated battery on a pregnant person and one count of grand theft of a firearm. Uh, court re records indicate here that his wife had filed for divorce on December 6th which is after he had been placed in a mental health facility under Florida's Baker Act. And he hadn't oh. been home since then. So he yeah. just didn't want to pay child support for this new baby? I think that's what happened. Okay. Yeah, he didn't want to have the baby. He didn't want to pay child support for it. Uh, he's Maybe now being, she should have, you know, I don't know. Used protection? He, 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 or yeah, or <laughs> like, you know, uh, I don't know. The guy's, in, he was just in a mental hospital. Maybe she's like, you know what? I already got two kids with this lunatic. Let's. Yeah. I think she. Yeah. Sh I think she should maybe choose her mates wisely. Yeah, you know, a little more wisely there. Maybe think about the future with this Floridian. You know. God damn. Um, he's currently being housed in a detention facility in Tennessee on a hundred fifty thousand dollars bail, but will be extradited to Florida later this month. The investigation is ongoing, and he probably will be charged with other crimes. All right. And now he's going to have. Could you imagine if if you know, you're the kid? You grow up without a father or a stepdad. And you're like, whatever happened to my real dad? And the mom's like, Junior, sit down. I got a story for you. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to grow up to be an archvillain for yeah. sure. Maybe one that can make Things better, aren't looking good for you. Well, maybe one that can make a better electric door than that. Let's Jesus. hope so. Yeah. All right, what do you have here for the second story? All right. What's that game... It was like Dungeon Master or something where you had like a dungeon, you were a bad guy and you had a dungeon and like heroes were trying to get in. You set traps for them and have monsters and stuff like that. 
I want to say it was called Dungeon Master. Is this one of your sex games? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Dungeon Master? Was it a board game? No, it was a computer game. I don't think I've ever played that. And you played like Satan or something, and you had like a dungeon, and d- dudes were trying to get into it for some ungodly reason, and you set up traps to kill them. That and sounds there'd be kind of electricity amazing. traps, there'd be fire traps, spike traps, everything. So that sounds actually kind of cool. He should have used spikes. That's what he should have done. He should have used spikes. I think he should have I think he should have done it old school with just yeah. like, you know, a big piece of log that would just like that was rigged up as soon as you open the door, just boom, like right an, in the stomach. Like an Ewok. Uh, yeah, like trap. A, an Ewok yeah. trap. Or like okay. remember in Conan the Barbarian at the end? Yeah. When he was fighting all the uh, the barbarian brother guys. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's a, that's the thing. I think the guy could have thought about it a little bit better than the putting a mop and a high chair together of like, the door. <laughs> it's retarded. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. So, um, cop wife, cop and wife plead guilty in death plots, sex assault case. Hmm. So this is in Stroudsburg, which I believe is in Pennsylvania. Uh, a Mount Pocono borough councilman and former Bushkill township police officer learned about his wife's sexual affair with a 14 year old boy. And instead of reporting her to authorities for illegal contact with a minor, blackmailed her into, wait for it, not divorcing him. Ooh. Yeah. Wow, there's a happy marriage. I know, right? <laughs> Why would he want to yeah. remain married? Well, unless you want everybody to know you fucked Timmy. You're going to you be know? married to me. Yeah. And you're going to give me a blowjob every Thursday night. Yeah. After uh, Colombo, NCIS, <laughs> yeah. Houston, or whatever the fuck. I don't even know what's yeah, what, on anymore. I'm trying to think, what do you think yeah. cops watch? They probably watch like CSI. Yeah. You know, it's like after CSI, you're going to be giving me a blowjob. Then we're going to go to bed. After Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. Uh, so, my God. Yeah, that's what happened here. She, in turn, tried getting a mutual friend to kill her husband and stage his death to look suicidal or accidental. So that she could escape the marriage. God, what a what a complicated triangle of and, love here. And that was a that was her mistake. She got a mutual friend. Oh, yeah, that's the yeah. thing. It's like you should get a, a, like only your friend, not a yeah. guy who's also friends with the you know your spouse that you want to murder. <laughs> Imagine like she's like oh, I need to meet with you, you know, and she's like you think she's gonna ask him like you know what should I get him for our anniversary, you know. <laughs> What would, he, what would he like? I wonder if she was just kill like, him. she started kill like, him. so how much do you like, what's his name? Um, Carl? Keith. <laughs> Keith. How much yeah. do you like Keith? Yeah. Oh, he's an all right guy, but mm. really, how much do you really like Keith? Right. You know, and then he's just kind of like, oh, what do you mean? And then mm. she goes into the plan. Yeah. Well, uh, Robin Transu has pleaded guilty to soliciting someone to commit aggravated assault, a first degree felony. And statutory sexual assault, a second-degree felony. Her husband, Keith Transu, has pleaded guilty to criminal coercion, which is blackmail. It's a second-degree misdemeanor. Hmm. It's weird that it's a misdemeanor. I feel like that should be a felony, but, you know, what do I know? I don't know. I don't know. You have cocaine. That's a felony, but you're blackmailing somebody. That's a misdemeanor. Man, I wonder if it's an you're extenuating somebody, circumstance because of uh, what, what, what happened here. Oh, extenuating black- circumstance yeah. blackmail? Well, because of... Well, <laughs> I know he, you like blackmail, D. I, I don't know no, why you're saying, such a In light of for, why he was blackmailed, okay. I, don't, I don't know. I yeah. mean, it doesn't, okay. it, regardless, he's going to get out of the pokey sooner than she will. Yeah. Because, you know, you do cocaine, you're not necessarily a criminal. You're just a guy who likes doing cocaine. Yeah. You're blackmailing people. I think it's pretty safe to say you're a criminal. You know? I guess. I yeah. guess. 
fucking blackmail advocate over here. Uh, as of Tuesday, Robin Transu was free after posting on $50,000 bail, while Keith Transu remained free on unsecured bail. Both are waiting sentencing. A friend of the couple told police he and Robin Transu had consensual sex on three separate occasions when he was 14 in 2010. He told police she gave him condoms. In January, when charged with both the sexual offense and solicitation cases, Robin Transu told police she had been trapped in a hellish marriage with an abusive, unfaithful husband. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, so she decided to lash out at her husband by having sex with a 14-year-old? She claims she doesn't remember. Doesn't remember having sex with a 14-year-old. She was too drunk. She, what she says... <laughs> She says, as for any sexual encounters, she told police the boy must have initiated any sexual contact while she was intoxicated because she doesn't recall initiating anything herself. She said she never confronted the boy afterward, choosing instead to wait until the statute of limitations. Is there a statute expires. of limitations for raping a child? Uh, yes, there is. Is there? What, what is it? It's a, <laughs> it's, you know it's this? A <laughs> I'm not a monster, all right? I don't know why. Come on. No, I know this because it's in the goddamn story. Oh, okay. it, she thought it was way shorter than it actually is. It's actually like 30 years. Or oh, 30 it's, years? I don't know. It's, it's something long. They don't say what wow. it is exactly. You know, but it's longer than whatever. She thought it was like 10 years or something, and it's longer than that. This brings up an interesting point. So let's say you're a 14-year-old, and yeah. you're at your friend's house or something, and your friend's mom, who's kind of hot, is passed out, and you go up and you... And stick your dick in her mouth. Okay. And she wakes up. If she like freaks out on you, and th- she can't go to the. Th- can she go to the authorities and say that you stuck your dick in her mouth, or could you be like, no, she put my dick in her mouth? That's a tricky wicket right there. Yeah, I wonder what I would know. happen with this situation because mm. she's claiming that the kid, you know, initiated the sexual encounter, but does it matter? She's still, he's fourteen. It doesn't matter. It so doesn't you're matter. yeah. So it's like regardless, you're intoxicated, yeah. or, you know, and passed out around a fourteen year old. Like, who's at fault, I guess? I mean, the too drunk defense is pretty good, I got to say. You know, most lawyers love that. Yeah, the too drunk defense. It's a great defense. It's an easy one. Judges like it. Every Juries, you know, they really go for it. Um, the boy's parents became aware of what had happened and were about to contact police when Keith Transu smooth-talked them out of it, she said. Keith Transu then met up with the boy alone and threatened him into handing over his cell phone which showed text messages proving she and the boy had been intimate. Wow. Wow. Okay. So yeah. they're, they're, they're that kind of already just sort of negates the whole, I'm, I was so drunk, you know, in this happened story because there's text messages. But what was Keith's motivation here? Did he really want to save the marriage or did he want to control his wife and just leave her in misery? Both, I think. But why not just divorce her? Because she's obviously a pederast. I don't know. That's weird. It's just, it's just weird to me. Why would you want to? Yeah. Why would you? Yeah. Why would you want to? Could you imagine how awkward it must have been like having dinner with them? Hmm. I wonder what they what they talked about. I mean, I, I guess mean, what could, they yeah what did they converse about? Yeah. I mean, I guess he can he could fully be the dominant force in the relationship. You know, probably. Well, now I mean, yeah, on, I mean now so. she has to do whatever he wants. Yeah. He probably you know what it was. She probably never gave up any anal. You think that's what I think this that is? was the whole thing. It all started out with okay. no anal. Okay. He really wanted anal. Yeah. Now he gets anal. Okay. They're both monsters. It's an, it's an interesting theory. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very interesting theory. Yeah, it's the anal yeah. theory. Okay. Uh, 
<laughs> Instead of reporting his wife uh, for her crime at that point, Keith Transfer told her he would do so only if she ever divorced him. Six years passed. What well, six years? Yeah, of yeah. This, wow. God. As Robin Transu grew more desperate to escape her marriage, especially after learning the statute of limitations for sexual offense was nowhere near expiring. Wow. Yeah. What yeah. do you do? I mean, it, 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 her only recourse now is to plan a murder. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and uh, so, uh, in 2016, another mutual friend of the Transus, Richard Warner contacted and told police Robin Trance who had approached him with a request to kill her husband and stage his death to look suicidal or accidental. Hmm. Warner agreed to wear a wire so that police could record his next conversation with Robin Trance oh, without knowledge. What a good friend that guy is. Yeah. Jesus. Amazing. Um, well, he's a mutual friend, Dave. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. apparently he's definitely yeah. more... He's a better friend to Keith. Yeah, he's he more to, on Team Keith, I think. Yeah, than, uh, he's definitely team on Robin. Team Keith and yeah. Team Robin here. Okay. Uh, in that tape conversation, Transu discussed different methods of having her husband killed, including poison and tampering with the brakes on his vehicle. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what, though? I got to say, both those methods are a lot more you know, easily done and a little more credible than rigging up an electrocuted and electrocuting him on like with your front door. Yeah. You know? It's like, I mean, both yeah. those are, are, are def- make a lot more sense. Yeah. So it's like, ah, so how, how do you want me to do it? You want me to uh, like drop him off a bridge or nah, I was thinking like, could we like have a flamethrower that's attached <laughs> to like a pulley, you know, and when he steps on a certain tile on the kitchen that it burns him alive. <laughs> Can like, we do well, that? That's going to be kind of difficult, yeah. but I could work on it, I guess. Have you ever seen Indiana Jones? Those darts, <laughs> those darts that come out of the wall. Can we do that? What about like hunting accident? Hunting accident is good. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah, like I think hunting act. I think poison is probably the well. Mm. The problem with poison though is they can detect it in the system. Yeah, you have to get the right kind of poison for that. Accidental Mayan temple dart related <laughs> death. <laughs> That's a good one. Ah, oh, yeah. So um, uh, she discussed alibis. These involved telling people her husband had been depressed and having suicidal thoughts and making herself appear as a concerned, caring wife. Like, hey, Cheryl, how you doing? Oh, how are the kids? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Keith's uh, suicidal. You know? <laughs> I don't know what he's always... He's always playing with these poison darts. I don't know what's going on. I'm, I'm so concerned yeah, about yeah. his welfare. I'm real concerned. <laughs> I'm worried that he might step on this third tile in the kitchen, the one on the right there. Yeah. The, gray, the grayish tile. I, I'm worried that he's going to step on that tile. <laughs> Please step on that tile, Keith. Yeah. <laughs> You know that that that's the funny. Yeah, I I just don't understand that. And she ch- also changed her Facebook status to uh, DTF Hot Teens, <laughs> widowed so, and DTF. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, after hearing this tape conversation, police charged Robin in January, uh, and they investigated Keith Transu and found out he was in blackmailing his wife. So they both got arrested. Mutually assured destruction. Although with him, it's. He lost his job as a. Co- He's still on the city council. Hmm. You'll be happy to know. Did they get a divorce, or is she still have to be married to him? Um, I think they're still married technically. So what what happens if your spouse goes your your spouse as you've been blackmailing to be with you goes to prison? Does the state give you a divorce? Yeah, or you, still you could serve them with divorce papers in prison. 
Oh, you can in yeah. prison. Yeah. What if she's like, nah, fuck you? I think that's a possibility. I, if yeah. I were her, I would probably do that. It at depends that point. on the state. It really depends on the state. Hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Well. There you go. So what? How much does say? How much time he gets? Or they don't, they haven't been sentenced. They haven't yet. said, but I mean, it's a second degree fucking misdemeanor. Can't be that. You yeah, know. it probably wouldn't be that probably, big a deal. But, but yeah, it's probably probation. Do they have kids? Because I couldn't imagine if that was my parents. No, I don't think they have kids. I, would... I hope not. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, I mean, it's like I, I just would. I would move out. Yeah. I would move out and get my own apartment. And I bet you the parents would be cool with it. Because could you imagine growing up in that type of environment? Your parents just absolutely hate each other. Yeah. Just despise each other. Well, if they lived, yeah, and they live together. Ugh. My parents hate each other, but they didn't live together. So. Yeah, but your mom wasn't planning to kill him. No. Nor had she been fucking 14-year-olds. Right. <laughs> I hope not. I really hope not. You know, anyway, people, send you know. your stories, Sigurong Podcast at hotmail.com or submit them via Facebook to the Sigurong group. We have phone calls coming up next, uh, but before that, here's a word from Adam and Eve. Hey, sick and wrong listeners, this is Trucker Paul. I gotta tell you about this wonderful porno place where you can buy jack-off machines, dildos, inflatable wives. I bought them all. When I go home, I like to diddle my wife with a, a little dildo. When I'm on the road, I got my second wife, my blow-up doll, and my jack-off sleeve. Go to adamandeve.com. Type in the word diddle, D-I-D-D-L-E, and you'll get 50% off all your masturbation machines. How do y'all flick my balls? I put a spell on you. So we got some calls to get to here. Uh, 323-522-4032 is that number. Uh, the first call we got is from Schlitzy. Oh, yeah, Schlitzy. Uh, you know, Schlitzy, yeah. who used to be the guy who tried to kill himself, but now we changed his name to Schlitzy, which he seems to have, like willingly adopted. Oh, good. I, I like that name, actually. Yeah. I think Schlitzy's more fitting. It's good. But anyway, Schlitzy calls in with this crazy fucking story it's a two-parter mm, okay crazy story the reception's kind of bad at times so just kind of deal with it people mm. but it's worth it because the story is rather insane okay. so uh so here's schlitzy what's up you fuck harrison i hope you're all right after that fucking uh travesty with your uh flashlight d what's going on bro <laughs> so <laughs> what I, I didn't know if i was meant to tell people about that but what, what was the deal with that with the with the flashlight accident oh well I, you know i heard like on youtube that you can get like a crazy like automated bucking bronco kind of situation if you put if you put it in the garbage disposal in your sink yeah and then you like <laughs> lean and then you lean over the sink like you're planking and then the thing's just like bucking all over the place did it just like, like you're trying to fuck a wild deer you know god i would be nervous it would like yeah. tear my dick off or something or yeah. did you have to go to the hospital oh yeah oh yeah, yeah all of this is true <laughs> if you believe if you, if you listen to things d simon says and take them fucking seriously that is you know? the, the first thing that came to mind yeah when i was like yeah harrison's not here this yeah. week because he had a fleshlight accident, a very unfortunate occurrence. Yeah. I mean, it builds the brand, I guess, you know? So, hey. Anyway. Yeah. Thanks for your concern there, Schlitzy. Yeah. Very nice. Bro, 
So this is Flitzy giving you guys a call, updating you on my sexual escapades. And um, I had 25 days clean till yesterday, and I relapsed. I ran through my paycheck about 140 bucks in crack and heroin. Yeah. Um, shot Ooh. up a bunch of crack and heroin, and after. Did he shoot up crack? I was about to say, can you shoot up crack? I've never heard of people shooting up crack. I'm pretty sure you probably can. Well, you I can, mean, you can shoot cocaine. It. Yeah, you can you, shoot cocaine, but why would you shoot up crack? I guess if if you wanted to shoot, I don't know. Well, crack is basically just cocaine and baking soda. So Yeah, I mean, I guess shoot, if you cook you know, it up, he's separate. He's just doing speedballs yeah, here. Yeah, so. God. I ran out of money. I went to Camden, and I was going to go suck some dick for some fucking uh, more money. And I ended up meeting up with this hooker the gay team. that uh, she asked me to run protection for her for the night, and she would get me high. And uh, she wasn't a bad-looking hooker. She was 38. Her name was Tina. She was cool. Um, we, uh, I ran protection for her. I basically just... Haven't you done that before? I have done that. Well, not really. I wasn't actually protect... These were like transgender sex workers that I was friends with. And I noticed that whenever they would, you know, get a motel room or something and turn tricks out of there, um, they'd lose their money because they get so fucking fucked up on Molly and malt liquor that they leave it somewhere or they lose it or, you know, they black out. They don't know what happened to their money. So I'm like, well, why don't you just uh, you get some money? You call me. I'll come over. I'll hold your money the for bank you. Bank comparison. Yeah. And I'll take like 10%. Yeah, I was about to say, were you charging like a, a charge. service fee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what am I, fucking Santa Claus Wait, over did here? Did you drive them to all their appointments? Or did they just like come to times, Bank of Harrison? A few times. I, it, was, it, was just, it was out of a motel. So you just drive them to the motel. Oh, you just drive yeah. them to the motel. Yeah. And then would you wait in the car? Sometimes. Usually it'd be like, because I didn't leave the house much. So usually I'd prefer to like wait until the evening got to a certain point, then go hold, drive over there, hold their money. You know? Why didn't you just rent out your bedroom? Because I don't want the. F Are you shitting me? <laughs> I'm just saying you could have made some extra money. The fucking, I don't want a disease cauldron. <laughs> Turn my bedroom into a disease cauldron. <laughs> fucking expose my cat to all sorts of trauma. You yeah. know? No, I don't think so. Your cats can get AIDS too. They can. They can. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Over around in my car and she sucked a bunch of dudes' dicks and fucked them in my car and then we just kept shooting up. <laughs> not sharing needles. I don't share needles. Um, and uh, it was a pretty in it was insane. At least he's not sharing needles. I mean, that's good. Yeah, but he's know. letting the chicks. So he's she he's letting them like suck dick in the back seat of his car. It's better than you know having being an Uber driver have somebody vomit in your back seat. You what know? kind of car do you think he drives? Schlitzy. The sad thing is, I think I knew this. Or did you? Really? I mean, is it a nice car? Is it better it than a Prius? Everything on face. No, no. I, th I thought he used to call in and make fun of me for driving a Prius. I'm sure he has. I mean, who hasn't? Yeah, you know, I've yeah, called him. Yeah. But I, I don't know what kind of car he yeah. has. But I would be like, dude, you got to drive around now, and like, dudes are fucking blowing loads, you know, and you're in your the backseat of your car. Right. Yeah. That's disgusting. Could you imagine what it must have smelled like? Um, Log John Silvers. Yeah. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> Oof. Night. 
And then at this one point, she wanted to go meet her sugar daddy, but she said I couldn't be in the car with her. Hmm. So I was like, you know, this is about 10 hours in that I'm with her. And I'm like, all right, fine. Just drop me off around the corner. In his car? In his car. Oh, my God. What a retard. What a rotundo. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. Yeah. This is rotundo logic. Yeah. When you've been shooting up crack and heroin, yeah. this makes sense to be like, yeah, the hooker I just met wants to go meet her sugar daddy. Sure. Take my car. That's crazy. I'm standing around the corner when she takes my car to go up to the gas station. She meets up with her sugar daddy. They get into an argument, and she takes off in my car, mm-hmm. takes off for about an hour uh 20 minutes in i'm like oh my god she fucked me she stole my fucking car i don't have her number because she's been using my phone all night because she said that her shit was disconnected um i walk up to the sugar daddy i'm like yo that bitch stole my car do you know what the fuck her name is (laughs) wait she's got his she's got his phone too he doesn't know her name (laughs) she doesn't know he doesn't know her name she's got his phone and his car and now he's going up to the sugar daddy who just happens to just kind of be sitting there like 20 minutes later, just like, hey, you know that bitch's name? And he's like, who the fuck are you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is in Camden, New Jersey, too. Yeah. I don't know if Camden. you've ever been there. I've never been there, actually. It's bad. Really? Is it, it's it's just, real bad, Was man. it just a uh, violent, crime-ridden city? Yeah. What's the deal? It's like, a ba- it's like for- abandoned by society. Wow. You know? Yeah. Well, how come like uh, it Chris makes, Christie it makes didn't fix Newark it up? seem fucking, you know? Wait, it makes Newark seem like what, like a nice city? Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, it's, Newark's a terrible. It's city. It's pretty bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad, man. Yeah, I've been lost in Newark before. Yeah, and I was and I was kind of not fearing for my life, but I definitely thought I was like ninety percent chance of getting mud. <laughs> Whereas I couldn't imagine it. Camden's that bad. Wow, it's pretty bad. He's playing dumb, like he don't know who she is because he's a married man because um, I heard them yelling about that she was like I'm going to tell your fucking husband I guess sir you know, every now and then this guy will write me like for advice about stuff and now I'm starting to one- know why now I understand why well yeah I think you would uh, write me for advice I think if... there's some poor decision making right, going yeah. on here in Slissy's yeah. head okay for her, your uh, for uh, wife because I guess he didn't give, <laughs> give money or he didn't give her money and uh, he's like playing dumb saying nothing so I call the cops I get the cops on the line, and as soon as I get the cops on the line, she comes roaring up in my car. She's got a bunch of fucking crack and heroin. She, I tell her to hide it in the in the glove box because the cops aren't coming. They are coming. I'm fucking up my story here. And um, I'm like, yo, let's get in the car. Let's fucking get the fuck out of here because the cops are coming. Oh my God! All right, this is cruising wild. <laughs> she shows back up right here. in his yeah. car. Yeah. She's got a, a shitload of, of heroin and crack. See, here's the thing: I thought she would be gone because sometimes when you do drugs with somebody, you you assume that there's some kind of a bond formed. When often there is not. No, they're just ripping you off. Yeah, because really, who um, do they care about? But sometimes there themselves? is a bond formed. You know, I, I sometimes guess, you yeah, know you know I mean. The Grinch grows this, three hearts grows three sizes that I day. I think this you know? person still had a, a you know a shred of humanity. Still, I mean, drugs yeah. haven't destroyed that yet. Yeah. You know, she doesn't have that jaded crust, hmm. uh, you know, of a heart here. So, hmm. but at the same time, why would you ever call the cops? Sometimes a hooker just wants a friend. Yeah, you know? hooker with a heart of gold. Why would you ever call the cops? Why would he call the cops knowing 
that there's probably drugs in his car. If your car's stolen and you, and you want to get it back at some point, you're going to want to call the cops. Yeah. And if there's drugs in it, you can just be like, ah, oh, the person, I don't know, the hobo who stole, stole my car. car. Yeah, you know? exactly. So. And then uh, we start pulling away, and the cops roar up. No! Six deep, six vehicles deep. Oh, and a bunch of cops come rolling out, guns pointed at us and everything. I get slammed up against the hood, and I'm like, yo, I don't know this bitch. She stole my fucking car. <laughs> Dude. Blah, 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 blah. And, uh, uh, you know, she had yeah. She just confesses everything to. Wow. And then. We so, got part so what two happened? His, this yeah. is what I'm talking about before. I listened to some of the call and then yeah. I, I don't listen to the whole calls. I usually kind of go through to make sure that they, they actually have an ending typically. Okay. <laughs> but this one, I uh, had some trouble. There was like uh, some reception issues, but he calls back yeah. with the second part. So, Slitchy again. So, she fucking confesses that she's been presenting in my car. I don't know what. She ends up searching my whole... Cutting out. Um, they take her off and they let me fucking go. And I'm I'm free and clear with a bunch of crack and heroin that this, this girl went and bought. And I fucking got... Real goddamn high. <laughs> shot up all of it and fucking nodded out. Woke up, went back to my Oxford house, got kicked out because I didn't go home, and now I'm on my way to detox. So it was a pretty fucking crazy night, yo. It was a goddamn adventure. All right, keep it sick, keep it wrong, bitches. Wow. <laughs> that wait, had a so, different ending than I anticipated. Huh? So wait, she ended up getting arrested? I think he was just like, I don't know who this chick is. She stole my car. They searched the car, but they didn't find it in the glove box. They yeah. probably just opened it, didn't see it. And then they arrested her because she's a hooker. Yeah. You know, and then he he scored. Wow. I did not anticipate it ending this way. This is like a Christmas miracle. It is. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's, a, yeah. Happened on it's the It's like holidays. that William S. Burroughs Christmas story. You yeah. Know? It's a, it is. It's Where a, the guy <laughs> gives away his heroin to that, to that kid and then he ends up getting high immaculately. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And so. he gets the BB gun and shoots out that kid's eye. No, that's Christmas story. Okay, you're getting mixed up. This is William S. Burroughs presents a Christmas story. So, uh, yeah. so Schlitzy, God, Schlitzy, I, I don't even know what to say about this story. I mean, it's it's amazing. It's an amazing story. It's an incredible narrative. Yeah, uh, and I I do love hearing stories like this. But Jesus Christ, dude, what the fuck is going on with you? Yeah. <laughs> well, like I was, I, I think I was telling you this before. You know, he, he's one of the. I know a lot of people like this, where it's like they're either the happiest, soberest person alive, and every they're doing great, and everything is great, and will be great forever from now on. Or it's like I'm fucking smoking crack inside of a whale skull with a gun to my head. You know, exactly. It's, and there's no it's, happy medium in between the two. That's it. So one or the other. Yeah, it's you just know? extremes on both both fucking ends. And I, I kind of worry lithium, about this guys. guy. Like I worry about this yeah. guy. I'm worried that one day. You know, we just won't hear from him anymore. And, right. and I don't want that to happen because I think this guy's a pretty interesting dude. He is an interesting you know? character. And yeah. he's been a character on the show for a long mm. time. So, yeah. Schlitzy, take care of yourself, man. Mm -hmm. And try to avoid hookers, cocaine, and heroin if possible. Yeah, if you can. <laughs> if you can. Yeah, give it a shot. God. You, know? you got a kid, for God's sakes, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Please. 
All so the right. second call we have here is from a guy uh, called Dr. Fuzz. All right. Oh, fuck. Sick and wrong. You got fucking Harrison answering the phone. Dr. Fuzz, hey, it's been a, probably a long time since about maybe episode 200 or something like that. It's been a while. But I've been listening to you guys for the past 400 episodes. And, Jesus. Uh, wow. Poison your mind. You bitch about getting old, and I just wanted to give you a heads up on what's coming. So, um, you know, I was in the uh, sports ring the other day, and unfortunately uh, the first thing you'll notice once you get pushing 60 like me is that you have to hover over that goddamn urinal because uh, nobody wants to see your pathetic shriveled up dick. And uh, Wait, does the dick he... really change that much in what it looks like? Wait, is he saying you have to hover by a urinal? I don't understand. I think he this. meant you got to get in close or something. Because you can't, you don't have a powerful stream anymore. He said because no one wants to see it. What? Who's looking at your dick when you're know. at a urinal? Where are know. you peeing, Dr. Fuzz? Your brother's bar? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Say. Yeah. It's pretty sad because not only you think about your dick when it was young, you know, nice and pink teenager, now it's gray and kind of sad and looking like I could probably pass for mulatto or black in low light. Um, Do dicks change colors? He's saying they become grayish and dark. Do dicks change colors? Um, I don't know. All, all cats are gray in the dark, D. You know, as, I, I as Benjamin Franklin once said. You know, I was reading that in Thailand, there's a, uh, a cosmetic treatment that a lot of men get where they lighten their penises. Have you heard about this? No. They surgically lighten their penises. It's like they like blast some... It's like, I don't know if it's like tattooing. Or if it's some kind of like skin whitening treatment, but the why guys, though? Because why? I guess having a dark dick is a sign of being like poor. Dark dick. Yeah, like a, mm. a darkish, a dark penis. Okay. So that's, that's interesting. I didn't know our penises become grayish. Jesus, what you been fucking there, Doctor? I mean, what are you talking about? The hair or the skin? No, is the there? penis. Yeah, the skin. Jesus. Yeah. You know, it it uh, it's really sad that. Uh, Chubs are gone. Unless you got a coworker that's over fifty. I mean, it's just absolutely uh, pitiful. Uh, Young things do absolutely nothing for you no more. And the worst thing is, is that uh, depressing. You know, there's not even enough come to keep the dog interested. Used to be, uh, she'd be up there lapping the gravy up, and nowadays you're just coming to us and. She really doesn't care, so uh, uh, on the bottom of bed, go eat her kibble. Kibble. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. That took a weird Later. turn. What the fuck? That took a really weird turn. Yeah, that's I don't know, man. I don't know about that. Is what that the... true though? Like when you get older, you just don't come anymore? I can, I can understand having erection difficulties, but I thought you always can come. I thought there's always semen being made, isn't there? Yeah. I, I guess Maybe I don't it's know. harder to or well, I think it's hard to maintain an erection, but right. there's still semen being produced, regardless of whether it's like fertile semen. Yeah, right? he see, I, I, he said he's not even sixty. I don't know. You know, my dad has sex. He's old. You know. Yeah, your dad. Yeah, People, your both dad, of them. <laughs> you had, both your dads. dad had multiple wives. Yeah, yeah. Huh. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure about that. I have to find out about that. Maybe we could corroborate this story with other older listeners. So right. if you're over 60, can you still blow a load? Yeah. I, I'd like to know that. I I'm pretty you sure you can't. I mean, come on. Right? I'm, I'm hoping to. Yeah. I'm yeah. not sure. You know, uh, speaking of aging, uh, this week I actually had a physical I went in for a full physical. Because, oh, did you, did you get uh, uh, the old you know, reach around? <laughs> the little the old, poke in the butt? Yeah. You know, I had mentally prepared myself for that. Yeah. I even fucking like took a shower that morning mm -hmm. and I fucking shit because I was like, I don't want to like have to shit at yeah. work and then have shit in my asshole when the doctor sticks his finger in there. You did an enema, so you did an enema. I didn't do an enema. Okay. I just shit and like, right. you know, maybe would have shit up there, but I didn't right. like have fresh shit on my right. asshole. And so I had mentally prepared myself to be, you know, sodomized by my doctor's finger. Yep. And so I go in there, and this, this guy's like kind of an old Mexican dude. Yep. And uh, he does the whole physical, and I was just like, even did the hernia thing where you had to cough and all that. Yep. And so I was just like waiting, he goes, so how, how old are you? And I'm like, well, I'm about to be 43. And he's yeah. like, eh, I usually do rectal at 45. Yeah. So you're okay. And I was just yeah. like, it was just this whole like, all-encompassing feeling of relief ah. i was just like oh my god that's that's amazing but then yeah. i was talking to a buddy of mine and he was like well your doctor's not supposed to shove his finger up your ass you're supposed to go to a proctologist for that oh, is really? that true i don't know i didn't know either the hell am i i i, I don't know i yeah. mean i i was just wondering because i was just like so i wonder if that guy who's not even he's a general practitioner he's not right. even a, he's a not even a real like a proctologist or anything if he was just going to shove his finger up my ass, and he shouldn't be, I should be going to a professional to shove his finger up my ass. It seemed like that would make more sense. I have no idea how yeah. that works. Regardless, I didn't have to get a finger up my ass. All right. I was happy about yeah, that. It's yeah, it's good. It was a good day. Anyway, uh, thank you, Dr. Fuzz. You're, uh, you're, you're making me uh, a depressed outlook for the future. Yeah, here. well, I mean, I should just spend my 401k. I don't want to yeah. live to be 65 anyway now. What the fuck is the point? Commit suicide by the age of yeah. 60. You know? Because if, if I can't blow loads anymore, what's the point of living? Yeah. Anyway. What's, you know, what's the point of being one kidnapped more call by here. hookers? One more call here. Uh, this is about Harrison uh, uh, getting waxed. Okay. Good evening, sick and wrong. How you doing? This is Waxer. Speaking, I'm a little bit gravelly at the moment because I'm um, feeling a bit ropey, but never mind. Ropey. There is a reason why I'm ringing. Just been listening while driving home for Christmas uh, to the latest Sick and Wrong episode with Ryan Keeley, the gorgeous Ryan Keeley. And she said about doing live waxing on air. Well, the hairiest person that I can think of associated with Sick and Wrong is the lovely Harrison. <laughs> Okay, first of all, how does he know? How does he know? I don't know. Have you talked about it before? No, I don't think so. I thought you've talked about it being hairy. Maybe. I mean, Maybe. I'm not sure. I probably have. I've talked yeah, about it. Yeah, you might have mentioned it. All right. And what a treat for Christmas for the Patreon subscribers to Sick and Wrong would be for Ryan Keeley to wax his ass live on air. That would be absolutely fucking beautiful. All right. First of all, I've let I've let I've I've had Ryan Keeley wax my back and shoulders before. Yeah, I was about to say you've been waxed by her. I have. Yeah, um, I've never had my ass waxed. <laughs> <laughs> Would you do that? 
Not her. <laughs> Why? Because she knows you? Yeah, I don't want somebody I know fucking yeah, around you, with my asshole. I, I kind of want like an old way, Asian you know? lady yeah. who's just done it like a million times to right. other, you know, women and men. Yeah. And it just, I don't know this person. It's just like kind of an interaction. It's because, like going to like a quickie mark. Right, because they're not people to D. Yeah. You know? The, these, <laughs> the people that that work as beauticians. Yeah, the, the orientals. The minority you know? beauticians. Yeah. No, I'm just saying I want a stranger to do it. Because yeah. I don't want to have to like, you know, have drinks with this person mm. next week and be like, oh yeah, you, you, you saw my asshole. Right. Like it's just weird. Yeah. But she did do, she did wax your back and yeah. shoulders. How was that? It's fine. Is it painful? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's painful, you know, but um, it's not like, you know, hilarious 40-year-old virgin like, whoa, you know, it's it's just like, it's just like uh, you, you, you clench your teeth and you fucking, you know, think Do of you England. have like a gorilla back? Do you get it done all the time? It's not a gorilla back, but it's... Like it's, a back like an Armenian? It's a, it's a little Armenian. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's not like, you know, sweater town, but it's uh sweater town. <laughs> it's it's hairy enough to the point where I feel insecure about it. You know, and that's what's really important, isn't it? Okay. Anyway, like Mozart, Beethoven and some glorious movement of gorgeousness. Now you make sure it fucking happens. And you'll get extra money from me and everybody else, I'm sure. Merry Christmas, motherfuckers! And Waxer is into some weird porn. Yeah. Weird porn. Yeah. I bet you he jerks off to some weird shit. I mean, to be honest, if if I did do that live on air, any 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 like noises I make or, or you know, um, expletives I utter would probably mostly be for the performance sake of it. So it wouldn't be you know, like a legitimate thing. No, it'd be Although, me hamming it up. Have you ever had your uh, your dick and or ass and balls waxed? No, I bet you it's fucking painful. I'm sure it is, but you know what isn't in this world? You know, I know. you know she doesn't even do waxing; she does sugar. I mean, I've had. I, I remember somebody calling in the the, the the holiday show. The, I've had those wart things where they had to freeze them off your. Oh neck. my god! Yeah, have you really? Oh yeah, Jesus Christ! But and it, I had to go like fucking like. Twice a week for like a month where you have to go and then just have <laughs> them frozen off your dick God. with a fucking liquid nitrogen gun. God. It's real. That's got to you know? be painful. So you just you know, get used to pain. But the guy that know? called in, though, he had had it like inside the tube. Yeah, that's horrific. I couldn't even. I didn't that's even know that could happen. Horrible. Although I, I think I mentioned this on the show, like my brothers had ass warts a few times. You ever had those? No. Yeah, Jeff's had to have uh, those like lasered off inside, yeah, like so inside, hard. outside area. Ugh. And he was just like, "Yeah, it's not that big of a deal. You just go hold your legs up, and they just kind of laser them off." I'm like, "Oh my god, yeah." Ah, the whole thing just makes me cringe. I don't. Yeah, generally I try to avoid lasers in my asshole. You know. <laughs> Well, I think they warned against that on an episode of G.I. Joe. Well, Hey, he, kids, you don't want lasers in your asshole. It's me, Cobra Commander. You know? G.I. Joe. No. <laughs> it's like one of those shorts. Stay out of bathhouses. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, a few people have mentioned, like, oh, you should have Ryan Keeley back to do some live waxing. I don't even think I'd want to see that. No. I don't want to see that. Like, my uh, my buddy Danny that was on that episode, it's like I was joking about him having him... Some you know her do it to him. I don't want to see that. 
And it's got to be in my fucking room. This is like the, the sick and wrong studio. Yeah. If it smell bad. Ugh. It would be funny, though. It would probably be funny. If there it was enough of a demand, I'd consider it. But I'm from New England. You know what I mean? I'm, t- I'm too much of a prude for that kind of nonsense. Well, maybe we'll take a poll on Facebook and right. see what happens. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, I, I, think, I think you think it might be far more funny and interesting than, than it actually, actually will be. Yeah. You know? Because, again, any noises I make would be for the sake of And we'd have to videotape. Like we'd probably have to have a video camera on your face while it's happening, while she's on the, you know, the... Yeah, that's the, never the happening, side. no. <laughs> why, that's why absolutely not. You would have to, you'd have to videotape it for the patrons. No, I'm not fucking... People are paying good money for this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, maybe I'll take a poll about how many people would want to watch a video of Harrison getting his ass and balls waxed. Uh-huh. <laughs> Can you imagine how painful that would be like uh, two weeks after you get it done? When, when it starts going hair, back. Yeah. Uh, like, you'd, just like, ah, you'd be like just rubbing be pr- yeah, that'd be your terrible. crotch on like oh, fucking fire hydrants like an animal. Oh, yeah. God. Anyway. Okay. Uh, people can call Sigron Hotline 323-522-4032. We did get one email. SigronPodcastHotmail.com. This came in from Mark uh, from the UK. He says, retards should be rotundos. Okay. We're yeah. Come on, guys. More. Uh, just because a fucking movie takes place at Christmas does not automatically make it a Christmas movie. If it took place on Valentine's Day, would that make it a fucking love story? No, it would not. It's an action film. That could have taken place at any other time of the year. The Christmas element is inconsequential to the plot. He's talking about Die Hard. Okay. Say you know Die what? Hard's if a Christmas movie takes movie. place on Valentine's Day, I probably would call it a Valentine's Day fucking movie. Not a love story. That's the yeah. thing. It's not a love story. There's no correlation between that. Yeah. There's a problem with this analogy here. If it took place, if Die Hard was filmed on Valentine's Day at a Valentine's Day party, I'd be like, yeah, it's a Valentine's Day movie. Yeah. You know, it's not a fucking love story. No. It's like, sure, Die Hard is an action movie. I agree with you. It's an action film that took place on Christmas. So it's a Christmas movie. Right. And that's just the way it works. He says, cease this faggotry at once. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong, Mark. I'm sorry, Mark. You're wrong. Yeah. You're wrong. It's a, it's a Christmas movie. Absolutely and the Christmas wrong. element is not inconsequential to the plot because yeah. they're at a Christmas party in the fucking building. Right. If it wasn't Christmas, they wouldn't be at the party. Right. Then they wouldn't have been fucking held, you know, held for fuck, hostage. You know, and I'm... Gotta rec- get worked up here. Recently on Amazon, I actually bit the bullet and watched Gremlins 2 because it's on, it's on Amazon Prime. Oh, wow. That's not a Christmas movie, though. It's not. Gremlins 1 is a Christmas Gremlins movie. Gremlins 1 is, yeah. Gremlins 2 is not. Gre- it's so weird, though, because the guy, it takes place in like a building that's supposed to be Trump Tower, and the guy's name is Daniel Clamp instead of Daniel Donald Clamp? Trump. Daniel Clamp? Yeah. And the logo is like a giant sea crushing the earth. But isn't it the guy who's the evil guy in RoboCop? Yes. And he gets raped by the gremlin that's like looks like a woman oh that's his assistant oh okay his that assistant gets, raped gets raped by that yeah. yeah and he well he at first he gets raped and then he's like eh, all right I and then might he's as down well. with it and you know? he just fucks the gremlin yeah and then yeah, later has buyer's remorse maybe but um <laughs> no no uh <laughs> <laughs> he's dying over here yeah. people i'm dying oh yeah Boy. but you know fucking grandpa monsters in it Fucking Hulk Hogan's in it. Oh, yeah. Hulk uh, Hogan is in it. You know, fucking... About uh, that. Uh, um, what's it? Dracula? Christopher Lee, right? Oh, Christopher Lee was in it? Christopher Lee's in it. Hmm. Uh, fucking everybody's in that shit. You well, know? Tony yeah. Randall does the voice oh, yeah, of yeah, the yeah, brain yeah. Tony gremlin. Randall, I forgot about you know? that. Fucking uh, Phoebe movie, Cates. Though. Yeah. 
But that's the thing. If the movie takes place on Christmas, people are wearing like Christmas hats. They're at a Christmas party. Sorry, it's a Christmas movie. Right. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Face the facts there. Uh, People, you can support the show by becoming a Sick and Wrong patron. Just go to patreon.com slash sick and wrong. I appreciate it. We appreciate it. You guys are really helping the show. I can't believe we hit like, uh, we already hit over half the goal. We're halfway the, to the it's goal. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's madness. Just in a few months. Like, we've only been doing it since September. It's madness. And uh, and all this does is encourage us to start releasing more uh, more content. Yeah. A lot of bonus got content coming up. some shit in the works. Out. we got some, some big shit, big shits yeah. in the works. Uh-huh. Like, huge, massive shits yeah. in the works big coming big up. Ends. Really big, yeah, large ones uh-huh. coming up. Actually, we do have a lot of content coming out soon. So, uh, people, thank you. For supporting the show, and it's going to be a, a much more exciting 2018 with this. Anyway, go to patreoncom wrong become a patron today. Mm. Also, you can buy some Sick and Wrong merch at the Redbubble store. Just go to sickandwrongpodcast.com/store and click on the Pope. Finally, here Sick and Wrong song of the week is a special dedication to all those reefer smokers, all those vipers out there smoking that reefer in California and all the other states that it's legal. News on the march. Jazz cigarettes are now legal. Lots of jazz cigarettes. And it's funny that you call them jazz cigarettes because this song is done by uh, the great Fats Waller. Okay. A jazz musician. The song's called You're a Viper, the reefer song. Mm. Uh, If You're a Viper. Um, It's a jazz song, which is originally composed by Stuff Smith. That's a great name. See, that's the version I have of this song. Uh, The original. Yeah, Yeah. it's called Use a Viper by Stuff Smith. Use a Viper by Stuff Smith. Yeah. Um, It was first recorded by Smith and his Honest Club Boys back in 1936. And it was a a big hit for Smith. But then it was was, uh, re-recorded here by Waller, who did his own version, version of it. And he did it two weeks after... FBI agent Harry Anslinger vowed to go after pot smoking musicians because he felt that they deliberately smoked marijuana to ob- to obtain drug addict deferments to avoid the draft. You could get drug addict deferments to avoid the draft. I guess back in like World War One, World War Two. God, yeah. that's amazing. So he decided to use the occasion as a way to reflect his puckish contempt for the man. The reefer cats were aware of their outcast status. In fact, they seemed to relish it. They created a self-contained culture, and squares like Anslinger were no match. So, uh, so Fats Waller decided to uh, record his own version of the Reefer song, "You're a Viper." So, we're going to end the show here with uh, with that, and we're dedicated to all the, uh, the the pot smokers out there. People will be back next week with episode six one seven. Until then, take it easy. Hey, cat! It's four o'clock in the morning. I just left the Viz Studios. Here we are in Harlem. Everybody's here but the police, and they'll be here any minute. It's high time. So catch this song. Here it is. Dreamed about a reef of five feet long. A mighty mess, but not too strong. You'll be high, but not for long. If you're a viper. I'm the king of everything. I got to go, got to go, got to go, got to be high before I swing. Let the bells ring, ding, dong, ding. If you're a viper. 
say you know you're high when your throat gets dry. Mmm, everything's dandy. Ah, oh, yes, you run down to the candy store. Bust your conk on peppermint candy. Then you know your little brown body's sand. You don't give a darn if you don't pay rent. Cause the sky is high. So am I, yes, yes. Yes, I vibe a bit. Well, I'm on vibe a bit on the 88 now. Oh, stop it, darling. I didn't know you cared. That's enough now. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me dream now. That's a killer. Yes, baby. Better next out on the sidelines there. My wife's in here tonight. She don't vibe either. <laughs> you know, get away. Are you kidding? Oh, dear. <laughs> Say, you know you're high. Yes, I know I'm high, cause everything is fine and dandy. Yes, gone down to the candy store. Get me regulars or some spatman candy. I love it, I love it, I love it. Yes, baby, but my body's thin. I ain't worried about no rent. Get away from me, you hussy, yeah. I'm high, so am I. I'm gonna lay down and relax. Oh dear. Oh dear. Shira and I want to talk to you about something that's very personal your body. Remember, it's your body, and no one should touch you in a way that you feel is wrong. Get anybody who tries it. It's not that easy, Orko. It's hard for a young person to admit that he or she has been touched in a bad way. If you've been touched that way, don't be ashamed. Tell someone you trust, like your parents, your doctor, your teacher, or counselor, or your minister or rabbi. Right, Orko? Right on!